This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. service. So glad you could join us again today. We're continuing in our series taken from Isaiah 58 about the fast I have chosen. And I want to begin by reading uh, a portion of scripture there in verse 6. It says, is, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter? Uh, when you see the naked, to clothe them and not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will spring forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. So we're talking about uh, the fast that he has chosen all this month. And of course, this is our our Faith Promise Month for missions as well. And so we're talking about uh, a fast as a way of uh, setting the captive free, releasing those in bondage that are around us, and also partnering uh, with those uh, who are uh, ministering around the world uh, in conjunction with Passion Church and helping them to do this same thing. But you know, it starts right here in the heart of each one of us. And that's the reason uh, we're looking from uh, this passage of Scripture because uh, God had looked at Israel in that day and He saw that they were going through a form, but there was no reality to it. And this is why He brought them to task and said, you know, this is the fast that I have chosen. So uh, as we look at this this, uh, subject all this month and this topic, uh, to reach out and to have a heart that wants to reach out and to have a heart that's focused on God, you know, it begins with each one of us. And so uh, we want to talk about the purpose of the fast, the purpose of the fast. You know, it's essential that we prepare ourselves uh, for the new thing that God wants to do. And I really believe that God wants to do something new uh, in His church and through His church in 2021 and moving forward. Uh, one of the words that God spoke to my heart about the church, about us as Passion Church, but about the church in general, is the word renaissance, which means to renew and revive and restore. And so with that in mind, as we look at the purpose of the fast today, it's about that. It's about renewing. It's about restoring. And it's about preparing us for what Jesus called the new wine. And the new wine, the new anointing, and the new work that God desires to do in our lives and through our lives, both here in Montgomery, in the River Region, and throughout the world as we stretch our faith, our prayers, and our giving uh, to our partners. So we want to talk about new wineskins. And I want to, uh, something interesting, and I think it uh, really uh, relates well to what we're talking about as far as uh, uh, looking at uh, an example here, if you will, or a type. And that is a lesson from the snakes. Now, I know we probably none of us are really fond of snakes. There may be a few that are. But it's some interesting things about them. One or more times a year, they shed their entire skin. And uh, the reason they do this, people who studied it says that uh, when they shed their skin, it allows for new growth. In other words, they can't, they can't grow any bigger until they get off that confining old skin 
and move out. And you know, that's what Jesus was talking about. He says that, he said, you can't put new wine into an old wine skin or an old wine bottle. You can't do it. He said, it'll break. It cannot hold it. If we want to grow in our walk, we want to grow in God using us, like he talks about here in Isaiah 58, to set the captive free, to, to break the oppression and the yokes of bondage off of people's lives, then you know what? We're going to need to grow in 2021. We're going to need to expand our vision. We're going to need to uh, enlarge our faith and our heart and our capacity to receive more of God's anointing. So it allows for new growth. And then it's also a method for, for ridding itself of unhealthy parasites. As the skin comes off, things that may have been attached to, to, to the body of that uh, reptile, it, it, they also come off. So it sheds the skin, but it's also shedding the parasites. And so as we talk about fasting for us individually, it is a way of shedding off the old skin so that the new may be uh, formed and revealed. In Colossians, Paul talks about this. Uh, and he, we pick it up in Colossians 3 and verse 5. He says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. And he said, You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves. Notice what he says. He said, rid yourselves of all such things, such as anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to one another since you have taken off the old self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, and, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of, uh, in the image of the Creator. So here he's talking about taking something off, ridding ourselves of certain things, certain, certain uh, attitudes, uh, uh, certain uh, 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 evil motives. Uh, he talks about lust. He talks about different things here. He said, which is idolatry. And you know, as we live in the world, and as we walk through the world, you know, maybe, maybe not these particular things, but other things can become parasitical. And you know, the parasite, you know, is, is something that uh, it gets its life from the host. It attaches, the parasite attaches itself uh, to, to some other uh, living creature, and it draws its substance from them, and it debilitates the host that it's, uh, it, that it's living in. And that's what happens to these uh, parasites. As we live in the world, uh, different things begin to weigh us down, begin to attach to us, and, and before you know it, you know, uh, uh, we lose our spiritual edge, we lose our spiritual vitality, we, we lose our, our, our courageous and, and zealous uh, desire to see people saved and set free. So some of these things I want to look at here. Uh, uh, let me read. Let's read one more scripture here in Luke. Because Jesus brings this out in Luke 21 and amplifies on it as well as what Paul has said here. Luke 21. We're going to be, read just one verse. Verse 34. 21 and verse 34. Notice he says here, Jesus is speaking. He said, be careful or your hearts will be weighted down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of life. Now, hopefully, you know, the first two are not the issues you're having. But notice he included the anxieties of life as one thing that can weigh us down, weigh our hearts down, that can, that can hinder 
our faith life, our love walk. It can hinder our peace and our, our prayer life, all these things. And, it's, it's some, and, and they're, they're like parasites that sap our spiritual and mental energies. And Jesus said we need to be careful, especially about the anxieties of life. You know, the anxiety and worry over natural things are needs. And you know, this past year of 2020 with the COVID-19 and with the, all the political divides and, and racism and all kind of things that's been churning in our nation, you know, it's real easy for anxiety to get on us. Maybe it's affected your business or your, your income or maybe you've lost a loved one or you battled it yourself. There's all kind of things that can weigh us down. We can be anxious about the things that are happening around us. And if we, we're over-anxious about those things, Jesus said that they can weigh down our hearts. And if we're weighted down, it's going to be hard for us uh, to be used by God to help set the captive free to reach out to those and break the oppression that's on them. And fasting is one of those things that will help us shed off that old skin, if you will, that old, uh, those old anxieties and, and fears and things that have tried to attach themselves to us and have weighted down our spiritual progress. Other things is being overly concerned about the future. You know, Jesus talked about this in Matthew 6 a lot. He said, he said, don't be overly concerned and worried about the future. He said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, God's got your future. Don't worry about your future. He said, live for today. Let today count. But, you know, it's real easy with everything that's going on around us and, and things that are happening maybe uh, in our lives and we see happening in our nation and culture, it's real easy to, to begin to worry and be overly concerned about the future, and that begins to weigh on us. It begins to weigh us down. We begin to be preoccupied thinking about that instead of focused on what God has called us to do. And that brings us to the, the, the third thing that I want to mention here that can be a parasite, and that is all kind of fears. Fear of loss, fear of failure, uh, you know, fear of rejection. All kind of fears can get on us. Fear of, you know, fear of losing my job by income, fear of losing my health, all kind of things can begin to weigh on us again. And it gets our focus off of God. It gets our focus off of our purpose and God's plan for our life. And we begin to be weighed down. How are we going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with, how am I going to handle the future? How am I going to deal with this economic situation that's going on? And all these things churn in us. And that is parasites that have attached our, to our lives. And fasting is a wonderful way for us to shed off that old skin, if you will. Shed off, as Paul said, put off all those old things and put on the new. You know, uh, and the other thing, too, that he brings out here is the overindulgence of our fleshly appetites. You know, God made us spirit, soul, and body. So our bodies... You know, God made them, and we have natural appetites. Of course, the fall has affected those. But even the natural appetites that are good, you know, sometimes uh, we, can, we can overindulge, whether it's eating, <laughs> whether it's, uh, you know, uh, shopping, whether it's pleasure, whether it's entertainment. We can overindulge things that are not in themselves bad, but they can begin to weigh us down. We can begin to be more outside-minded, more fleshly-minded than we are inside and spiritual-minded. And all of these things are parasites which can actually, Jesus said, they will weigh you down. He said, your hearts will be weighed down with these things. And he said, he warned us to be careful. And so it's good 
on occasions to just t- take some time and begin to fast, begin to take some time to where we just, you know, we, we, we take and we, we deprive our bodies, uh, you know, for a period of time of food, maybe of entertainment. Or, or other things that, that tend to weigh us down. Everybody has maybe a little bit different types of parasites that attach to them. And just for a season, we set them down, whether it's a day or two days or three days, we just set those apart. And we say, you know what? We're going to fast. We're going to seek God. We, we, we're going we're gonna, to uh, put off all these things. I'm going to shed off all these things that are trying to weigh me down, the fears, the appetites, the anxieties, the concerns. We're going to just set those aside and get those off of us, and we're going to focus on God. That's the kind of fast that God's talking about. Because, listen, until something happens in me, I cannot help anyone else. And so we want to keep our sharp edge as believers. And one of the ways to do this is through the fast that God has chosen. It also allows a new wineskin to be formed. Remember we said about the snakes, they shed up, they get rid of the old uh, skin so that they can grow. And then they begin to form a new skin. We form a new wineskin which is able to hold the new anointing and the power that God wants to pour out through his church that is necessary if we're going to set the captive free. We're not going to set the captive free by our programs, by our, by our clever wisdom and all those things. You know what? It's going to take the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, the presence of God upon us and in our midst to set that free. Jesus said in Matthew 9, he made this uh, very clear here. He says, uh, verse 17, he said, uh, people, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Now, that new wine can stand for the, for the refreshing presence of God, that, that renaissance, revival, refreshing, renewing that God wants to do in His church. And I, I believe with all my heart, church, we need it. I need it. The church needs it. You need it. Uh, you know, all... Uh, Pastors need it. Evangelists need it. Uh, we all need it, a fresh and anew on our life so that we can set the captive free, so that we can have a clear word with the anointing and the power of the Spirit to deliver it to our generation. A word that will pierce to the hearts of men and women, that they will know that God is real, that God loves them, that God cares about them, but also will bring them to repentance and faith in God. To set the captive free that's bound by addiction and by the power of Satan. The church needs that. We need the new wine, the new anointing. And we must be new wineskins to receive that. One of the great uh, 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 things that God has given us to help us do that, one of the tools He's given us is the fast that He has chosen. Let me share with you, fasting is not just doing without, but fasting is also feasting. Fasting is also feasting. In Matthew 4, you're right there in Matthew 9. Turn back to Matthew 4. Jesus is there, and you know right after he is baptized by John in the River Jordan, the Spirit of God leads him into the wilderness, and there he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights, and then the devil comes to tempt him. And notice in verse 4, Jesus responding to Satan's temptation about turning stones into bread. He said, it is written... 
Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is what fasting helps us to do. It, it, it sets aside our meeting our bodily appetites, and we uh, allow our spiritual needs and our spiritual appetite to, to, to be uh, fed, to be nurtured. And we, it helps us to remember that, you know what, life is more than just the physical. It's more than just having a good meal. It's more than just, you know, uh, uh, feeling good physically and, you know, and, and entertaining and enjoying all the good things of life that is all about the natural. But it is really about the spiritual. As we fast the natural, we feast on the spiritual. As we're fasting, we take time to get along with God in prayer, with the Bible, and just let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Let Him, let him renew us. Let some of those parasitical things begin to fall off of us. And let there be a fresh uh, imbibing of the Spirit of God, that new wine coming in us and coming upon us. We begin to remember, you know what? Well, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we do not look at the things which are seen. We do not let them direct and control our thinking and our life. But rather, we look at the things which are not seen, the spiritual, the kingdom of God, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, there begins to be a renewal and a resurgence in us of the, of the clear mandate and vision uh, uh, of God for our lives and for our church. And all of a sudden, we begin to see those around us that are oppressed, those that are, are bounded uh, by the enemy. All, we begin to look around and we begin to see those who are in need and we draw out as he says in Isaiah, our soul and our spirit is drawn out to them. And the anointing of God begins to flow through us as a people. Then as we, as we begin to feast on God and we're spending some time with God, just praying, reading God's Word, listening to God, you know what? We will gain insight, we will gain discernment and sensitivity to the Spirit. Look in Colossians chapter 1. You know, there have been times in my life, you know, when, you know, a need comes up. Maybe it's a test. Maybe it's a trial. Maybe it's, it's a circumstance. Maybe it's a setback. Whatever it might be, a challenge. You know, and I pray about it. And I pray about it. But I, I, for some reason, I, I just don't seem to make my connection. I don't seem to make, make, be making progress. I need more insight about how to, how to deal with this problem. I need wisdom. I need discernment about how to pray and, and, and how to uh, break out of whatever the enemy has brought against me. And I found that if I will take a day or two or sometimes three and fast and seek God, that you know what? Just like he said in Isaiah 58, he said, if you will fast as I, uh, to do the fast that I've chosen, he said, light will break through on your way. All of a sudden, you'll get, God will give you insight about how to deal with that problem, how to minister to that family member, how to pray about that situation. He can give you breakthrough in your life, your family, in your business. He wants to do that. Notice here in Colossians 1, Paul is speaking in verse 9. He said, we've not stopped praying. He said, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Why? So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way and bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God and being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. Wow. 
Look at some of the benefits here he has promised. And fasting enhances that. It, it speeds up that process. And it enables us to, to, to get in tune with our spirit and with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden that light begins to flood our understanding. All of a sudden God begins to give us insight and wisdom about how to handle that situation. How to pray for that family member. How to deal with that, that boss that's giving you a hard time. Whatever it may be. There will be strength. And, and, you know, and maybe you're going through something. God will strengthen you in His Spirit. And you will find, like the Apostle Paul, that God's grace is sufficient as you feast on Him in the fast. And then also the spirit man. You know, the Bible says that we're spirit, soul, and body. So, you know, the spirit man needs to be built up. And that's what happens during a fast. As we feast on God's Word, as we feast and, and, and in the presence of God and listening to God, all of a sudden the spirit man, our eyes become filled with light that will guide us accurately in life. In Matthew's chapter 6, notice what Jesus says here. Chapter 6 and verse 22, he says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You know, there are times sometimes when it seems like, you know, there, there, there's darkness surrounding as far as understanding goes, as far as the insight goes that we need to deal with, with the problems and the situations in life and, and our future uh, looks so uncertain. We need the light of God, the light of God's wisdom by the Holy Spirit to enlighten us. A proverb says over there that the spirit of man is the lamp or the candle of the Lord. God will enlighten our spirit and that light will flood our understanding and our minds. And Jesus said here, he says, when your eyes are healthy, he said, your whole being is going to be full of light. And all of a sudden, light will shine on our way, as he says there in, in Isaiah uh, uh, 58. Light will shine on our path. Light will enlighten us. We'll be filled with the light of God on our path, and we will know and hear uh, the voice of God saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Boy, I tell you, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, that the light shining on my path, that, that the insight and the wisdom that God has given me has helped me in so many dark times uh, to come out of them, to move and endure through them and persevere through them, to strengthen my faith and give me confidence about God's plan and purpose for my life. These are the purpose of the fast that God has chosen for our life. And then finally, our focus will become more centered on God and the kingdom of God than on all the stuff that's happening around us. You know, as we go through life and we're making a living and we're taking care of the kids and taking care of the bills and, and doing all the things that, that, that you know, God uh, expects of us and wants us to do, we get so focused in on this natural realm. Uh, and, you know, and it can, it can be at times, it can just tax our strength. It just seems to sap the life out of us. And we, we get so caught up. We, you know, we kind of get that Martha syndrome, you know, where we're, Lord, you know, oh, I got so much going on. I got so much stuff going on. I got so many projects going on. I got so many deadlines to fulfill and all those things going on. We can get so focused on that, you know. And this time of fasting, you know what it does? It, it brings us back into right perspective. 
it brings us back into a right perspective, a kingdom perspective. Jesus says here in Matthew 6, he says, he says, he says, don't worry. Don't get all anxious saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? How will we handle this situation? What are we going to do? He says in verse 33, but seek first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And that's what the fast does. We, 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 we draw away from all the busyness, from all the stuff that's on the outside, in the natural. And we, we draw away for a season whether it's a day or more, we draw away for a season and we seek first again. We draw our focus back on the author and finisher of our faith. We remember that God is in control. We remember the promises of God. We remember that the greater one is in us and we can seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And he said, he said if you do that, he said, all these other things will be added to you. And all of a sudden, we can just... I just have a great sigh of release and just a peace that passes all understanding begins to come on us as we realize, you know what? God's in control. God really is in control. God really is in control of my life. He's living in me. He's with me. Greater is he that's with me than he that's in the world. I, I know that God's going to meet my needs. God's going to take care of this. God's giving me wisdom, light shining on my way. There's a fresh anointing that's coming upon my life, a fresh touch of God. And I can do all things through the Christ who strengthens me. This is some of the purposes of the fast that God has chosen. So I want to encourage you by some action points here. Do you need a fresh wineskin? Do you need fresh wine, new wine from God, a, a new touch of God presence in your life, a, a, a fresh anointing, not only for your life, but to help set others free. Well, then I want to tell you what, if you'll prepare the wine skin, God will prepare the wine, the new anointing. And then secondly, take a, take a, just be honest with yourself and just get alone in your prayer closet and just ask, and just ask God, Lord, are there any parasites that, that have attached themselves to my life, that, is, that, that has just sapped my energy, and maybe I've lost my first love. Doesn't mean that, you know, that, you know you're not living for God or anything, but you, you've lost your, your first love there. The zeal's not there that it used to be. The prayer life is not at the level it used to be. The, the, the quick to believe God and to take some faith risk is not there like it used to be, or maybe some attitudes need to be adjusted, whatever the parasites might be. Let the Holy Spirit show you. And then thirdly, do you need insight or wisdom concerning a situation in your life or on behalf of a family member or a close friend? Listen, if you will take time for the fast that God has chosen, if you just take a day, I'm going to tell you what, and just, you know, get alone with God and seek God. God says, He says, light's going to shine on your way. He says, I'm going to give you wisdom and insight. He said, there's going to come refreshing, and there's going to be new, new wine poured in to your wine skin. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those who are listening today. God, I thank you for dealing with hearts, for helping us to be honest, oh God, about where we are in our walk with you. Father, that, that there's so much more that you have for us. There's so many more people that need to be set free. There's so many more people that need to be healed in their bodies, in their minds. Father, there's so much you have called us yet to do as believers and as your church. Encourage them, I pray, 
and lead us, Father, into the fast that you have chosen in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. I want to remind you, especially for those of you who are part of Passion Church, that this is our Faith Promise uh, Missions Month all through February. Be praying and seeking God about uh, the renewal of your Faith Promise for 2021. We're believing God uh, to do even more uh, through Passion Church this year. Our goal is $75,000, and we know that God is more than enough uh, to do that. Uh, there on the screen, you'll see the different ways that you can give uh, you know, uh, of your tithes and offerings. You can use your credit card. You can give online. You can give by texting. You can do all of those things. And I want to remind you, just before uh, we go in Proverbs 3, let me read you a scripture here to encourage you as you're giving. Notice he said, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the firstfruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Thank you for your faithfulness and your giving. And I agree together with God's word that it's overflowing in your life. See you here next week. In the can. Again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.